When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 165 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am once again joined by my co-host, Ray. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing good, Joe. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Getting ready for a quiet 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> Not quiet in my neighborhood. There have been fireworks going off for the last two months. <laughs> did, did you see the video of the the people in the Bronx? There was like three people setting off fireworks in like an alleyway and totally didn't notice that one of them had shot into an open window until like five minutes what? later it catches on fire. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like you watch it and you're like, how do you not see the building on fire? And then they go in. And I guess didn't see anything wrong and came back out and just kept doing their thing. I'm like, uh, okay, oh, I'm, people, I'm, I'm looking for this video. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to see if I can send it to you. I know Matt sent it to me last night because we were on our walk and we'd heard, we heard fireworks off in the distance. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good because there's going to be a lot more this year because of uh, people being bored. And like five minutes later, he found that article and sent it to me. So, um. I've been a little bit distracted um, mm-hmm. the last couple of days. This I don't know if this falls under the banner of geekiness, but I got my first ever pair of glasses. Oh. So, <laughs> I've never worn glasses in my life until now. And how are you adjusting to them? Not so good? No, it's an adjust it's just a lot, Joe. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's it's okay. On, on a certain level of functionality, it's great. Like, I had no idea that I was struggling so much to read, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so just with that's kind of a revelation, and it kind of feels weird to be, like, betrayed by your body for the first time in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, you know, I'm 41 years old. I just turned 41. And uh, 
I've had a feeling for the last year or so maybe that like, oh, I think, you know, it's time to, to get my eyes checked out. Um, and by the way, we can cut all this if this turns out to be rambling. Or whatever, no, 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 I think it's great. Um, but uh, so I noticed last year, that, and mind you, like, I think I remember my dad getting uh, prescription glasses when he was in his 30s. My mom waited way longer, but she definitely needed them. We would always make fun of her when she would hold things like an arm's length away from her face, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, for years, we were like, mom, go get glasses. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 for, I'm turning 40, and I'm like, uh, last year, and I'm like, okay, like, I, I'm noticing a certain things, you know, and mm-hmm. for someone who's made it, you know, this far in their life without ever needing glasses, it's not, it, it's, it, it's not instinctual to think, oh, I need glasses. You know what I mean? Like right, that's, that's right. not something that, that comes into your brain, but um, I was noticing fatigue in my eyes and I was noticing like one eye was kind of like tired a little bit and it would take me longer to focus in the morning when I woke up. So I'm like, okay, probably time to get my eyes checked. And, um, also considering I'm an artist, you know, and I, and I focus my eyes a lot on drawing or painting or, uh, along with everything else that we, we, we do. So, um, I went in and, you know, found an optometrist. I got referred, uh, somewhere by my coworker and I went and they did all the tests and everything. And I was like, you know, thinking, oh my God, I wonder what's, you know, what's going to be wrong or what I'm going to need. And, uh, the, the doctor says, oh, you have better than 2020 vision. And I was like, what? <laughs> are you sure? And she goes, yeah, you're actually, um, your, your, your eyes are great. W- what is the problem? <laughs> I'm like, well, it's, you know, I'm tired and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, well, maybe it's just fatigue. Maybe, you know, you, how, how often do you spend a day looking at screens? And I'm like, oh God, like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The entirety of the day. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so she said, okay, well, we can give you kind of like a, a slight prescription and then, you know, do the. Uh, uh, blue light lenses for you. So, you know, that'll help. And I said, okay. And so, but I honestly, like in my, you know, arrogance, I walked away from that having a prescription and going, I don't need glasses, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) I'm fine. Like no big deal. better than 2020. I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a genetic marvel. And, um, so that was a year ago, Joe. And, and I would have to say about a month into, quarantine or, or, you know, social distancing, uh, working from home, looking at my laptop more than ever all day, you know, my eyes really started to struggle mm-hmm. and I, it was very apparent like, okay, no, I definitely need a prescription. <laughs> Something's going on. Maybe I, I passed that test. Maybe it was like, uh, I was like, uh, Kirk, uh, <laughs> che- <laughs> cheating, and and uh, passing the Kobayashi Maru, right? Is that what it's called? Right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I must have pulled a fast one on that doctor. So I made another uh, uh, appointment at a, uh, a an autopsist uh, closer to my home. The, the first one was closer to my work. So, and I went in uh, a couple weeks ago and did the test. And sure, the doctor was like, sure enough, like, yeah, you need you need glasses, dude. Like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're, you need reading glasses at the least, but definitely something, you know, for, for your, your more close up vision to, to repair that. And he said, you know, 41. Yeah, that's about right. Like that's about when, you know, we start needing some kind of assistance usually. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, there's this whole other aspect of it, Joe, that I've kind of, I've been embarrassed to bring up until this point, but I'm just going to dive in. Uh, you know, I'm very vain 
And <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm going to blame it on being an artist, a visual artist, uh, partially because I'm very particular about my physical presentation to the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not, not to say that, that, that made me, you know, like glasses averse. I mean, like I was excited to add another <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> accessory to my, you know, to, to my, to my physical presentation. It's like, Oh, cool. It's another, it's like almost like getting a tattoo, except, you know, it's like, Oh, like I can add this to my look. <laughs> right. Whatever. Right. And so uh, I'm also somebody, I don't know how you are, Joe, but I'm very particular. Like when I shop, like I don't, I don't choose things lightly. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm the person who walks into a store and tries something on and walks out and then comes back a week later and tries on the same thing and thinks about it and then proceeds to, you know, visit multiple other stores that carry something similar and try those on. Like I'm super thorough. Like I'm sure, you know, sales associates just see me come in. They're like, oh, here's this guy again. You know, um, <laughs> so with with buying glasses it just felt like this huge, monumental, overwhelming decision. Like, oh my God, I'm about to change. <laughs> this probably sounds so ridiculous to people that have been wearing glasses like, or, or don't think about this shit that much. But for me, it was just like a lot to, to take in and consider. And so part of what I did last year after I realized like, oh, I could, I could fill this prescription and get glasses if I wanted – um, I went out and tried on some frames and, you know, I went to like Costco and like tried on what they had. And I went to like, you know, different places, uh, uh, lens crafters and just walked in and tried on frames and went through this whole process and decided, okay, you know, I found a pair that I like, I'm not going to rely on what they have at the optometrist. To me, that's like insane to choose from like this, like tiny, you know, selection that they've curated. It's like, I don't know these people. I don't know how they curated <laughs> these lenses, like all these frames. I'm not going to rely on somebody else for that. So I picked a, a pair of frames that I liked and I sort of like just kept that. I, I didn't buy them at the time a year ago, but I did like have them on file. So, you know, if and when I want to get glasses, I know which frames I want to get because I did the whole process that makes me, allows me to sleep at night. And, um, so this time I said, okay, I know which frames I want. And so I went and I bought them. And then of course it's been a year. So I'm like thinking, you know, second guessing, you know, what I purchased. And I said, well, I'll go and, and see what they have because obviously, you know, um, if you have insurance coverage, like I do, they're free in, or not free, but you know, usually covered if, mm-hmm. if all, all but covered, um, in, in the optometrist office. So I thought, okay, I'll have, I'll walk in with these frames ready to go, but, I'll, I'll try on what they have. And if I don't like what they have more than what I, I brought in, then I'll just go with what I brought in. I was like super prepared. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, it was, it was an overwhelming experience, man. I don't know. I don't know if this resonates with any of you, but, and, and look, these are, I'm super nice people in the optometrist office, a lot of nice ladies, but they, I, I, I suddenly found myself sitting there after my appointment trying to pick a pair of frames and I had three different women that worked in, in, in that office bringing me frames off the wall. Like just like, I couldn't even try them on fast enough, Joe. It was like a pile of frames sitting in front of me on the spot (laughs) (laughs) with people around. And I'm having to like try on these frames and make like a snap decision. 
And it was just, I know they were trying to help, but I wish looking back, I wish I could have just stopped everything. Be like, stop, like, thank you. Let me just, let, you know, dude, I mean, I, there's a, I'm pretty extroverted at times, but I think at heart I'm an introvert. And there was a mm-hmm. part of me that just wanted to just like be invisible and just let me just walk around the, the office and like look at different frames at my own pace. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. don't like thrust this like choice on, and they're offering their opinions and I don't know a nice way to say, hey, no offense, but I don't know you or your taste. Like, I don't <laughs> – <laughs> I kept thinking back to, like, conversations about movies and comic books that I have with my friends where it's like, you know, someone says, oh, that's a great movie. You should check that out. I'm like, well, what's your top five favorite movies? Like, I don't know what you <laughs> like. Or if you, but there's no nice way to do that because for geeks, I feel like for us, that's that's like second nature. Right. Right. That's how we engage. That's how we find our tribe. That's how we relate to each other as geeks. It's like taste, you know, what is your taste in, in, what is your geekdom? What is your fandom? What is your taste in, in comics and graphic novels and movies and games and, you know, all that stuff. So that's just such a hard discussion. I feel like to bring up or, or like touchstone to, to bring up with strangers that are not geeks because, I feel like I I felt like I would have offended somebody if I said, you know, I don't know what your taste is. (laughs) Right, right, right. What are you into? (laughs) You know, like what? what, I I can't trust your your recommendation here because we don't know each other. That's a very I feel like that recommendations, I feel like are a very deep personal thing to geeks. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, no, I would agree. Absolutely. You know, um, and as a geek, I also pride myself myself on recommending things to friends that I may not personally like. Mm-hmm. But I feel like knowing you, you're going to love this. So here you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know that makes sense. That's a big thing for geeks. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm taking pictures of some of the ones that I like and sending them to my friends. <laughs> At this point, Joe, I'm getting looks from other people in the office. Um, you know, I'm also like kind of a, a, you know, bigger built Mexican dude who looks very masculine. So I think there's another aspect of, you know, me like being in there and, you know, being very particular about, <laughs> about like, the frames that I'm picking. And, you know, I don't know. It was just, it was a lot. It was you're, an orange. You're, 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 there's a dissonance between what people are seeing and what people are experiencing. <laughs> totally, dude. Story of my life, right? Story of my life. You know, I get... Um, Cut to all those times where people are like, are you a bouncer or a boxer or a UFC fighter? And I'm like, no, I'm an artist and a geek. (laughs) They're like, oh, what? (laughs) Yeah, man. Well, are you happy with your choice? Um, Sadly, I am not. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So so what happened was, and I'm not even like that upset about it. It's just something that I've come to like, Except in life, you know, this is not the first time this has happened where I've made a choice and then later on regretted it. You know, I have right, right. I have buyer's remorse all the time. I'm kind of used to it by now. So um, I I picked a, a pair of frames that I weren't weren't the frames that I brought in with me, but I liked them. I liked the simplicity of them. I liked how they looked. Um, it was a lot all at once, but I I you know got feedback some feedback on the spot from my friends through my cell phone that were like, yeah, those look good. I like those. Like okay. And so I chose them and I paid for them and they, you know, glasses are not inexpensive. Jeez, dude. No, they really aren't. I had no idea. This is like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> like what the heck? 
<laughs> so um, I, they said, okay, it's going to take two weeks to get your glasses. And I said, okay. And then proceeded to, you know, my friends were like, hey, so when are you, you know, when can we see your glasses? And I was like, oh yeah, two weeks. And they were like, two weeks, that's a long time to wait for glasses. I had no idea. I don't know. Then, so I called back and I was like, hey, it's two weeks a long time. And they're like, well, it's more like a week, but we're saying two weeks because of COVID, everything's kind of slower. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So um, waited two weeks. Uh, they came, I picked them up yesterday. And I swear, Joe, like <laughs> <laughs> I get, I, I thought, in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick up these this case. I'm going to go home. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> put on some soft music. <laughs> I'm going to close close my blinds. And it just, it's, you know, I'm going to stare at myself in the mirror, you know, wearing these glasses and just really e- evaluate them. Like really, as- the thing that I wish I could have done when I was purchasing them. You know what I mean? Like just a really personal, like, uh, um evaluation of like, okay, do I like these? Do I, it's, it's like the, it's like the difference between having to try something on like a article of clothing in a store that doesn't have, um, uh, fit, fitting rooms where you kind of have to like hold it up against your body in front of a mirror. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. in, in the main showroom, which is like the worst way to try to, you know, pick something versus buying it, going home, trying it on in your mirrors in your bedroom, and then deciding whether you're going to return it or not. Right. 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 So, so by this point I had paid, you know, all this money for these glasses and I, I thought I was just going to pick them up, come home, look at them in the mirror, make it sit with it, make a decision. And then, you know, decide if I have to spend even more money or what, cause you can't return them. Right. So right, right, right. instead, <laughs> again, I don't know anything about how this process works. I go in and the lady says, okay, why don't you go have a seat over there? And I was like, oh, I thought I was, <laughs> I thought I was just here to pick, pick up my glasses. And she looks at me like, <laughs> like two or three of the ladies look at me like, yeah, well, we want to make sure that you're happy with them and that, you know, that you got the right thing. And, and I was like, oh, I thought, um, it's kind of, it's final at this point. And they're kind of like, yeah, it is. I'm like. <laughs> So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, what the fuck is the point of this? <laughs> like, like that's putting me on the spot. Like, but I'm like, okay, like, just be normal. Don't be a weirdo. So I go over and I sit down and they bring out the case and there's like the mirror with the bright lights and like everything in your face. And they're like, here you go. And I put them on and right away, Joe, right away. I'm like, oh no, like <laughs> these, I have a big face, dude. Like I have a big head. Okay. And I have a big face and <laughs> I have strong features on my big face. Okay. On my big head. So like, you know, I, I have a pretty wide nose. I have a pretty deep brow. I have, you know, it's, it's just, it's a lot. So I'm used to that by now. I know like how to deal you know, (laughs) and these glasses, I put them on and I'm just like, they're way too tiny for my face. Like they look (laughs) like, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about? Like getting a mental image and it's, it it is is making me happy. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. So they just look, you know, what, what, what ends up happening. Right. And, and this is, again, I'm so new to this is that the glasses look fine, because they're designed and they're like nice frames. So it look, makes my face look like it's ill-designed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. so I'm like, oh, no. And I think I tried to just kind of keep it together. But I think the lady could tell right away. I think my face had no chill because 
without saying anything myself, she goes, it's an adjustment period. <laughs> like if you just, Uh-oh. if you just sit with it, like it'll be fine. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm, and it's like, I'm having that like antisocial introverted geek freak out. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or I'm just, although they probably think that I'm going to Hulk out or something. I don't know. But I'm just like, uh, yeah, I just, you know what? I feel like they're too small for my face. And you can tell like the panic that goes throughout the office because another lady comes over. I've never met this nice young woman in my life. <laughs> she comes over and she looks at me for one second and goes, no, they look great. They look great. on. They actually, they actually do fit your face really well. And I'm thinking in my head, shut up. Like, you don't know. <laughs> like, I don't have any reason to believe you at all right now because you work for this place and you're trying to make the customer feel better about their purchase, which they can't go back on. Or you're being absolutely honest and you just have terrible taste. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, and so I'm just sitting there. Try, now I'm trying to make them feel better about my purchase, Joe. <laughs> Which is like, what kind of fucked up situation is this? <laughs> Where I already know that I'm unhappy and I'm going to have to bite the bullet and do something about it. Whatever, you know. But I'm having to make them feel better. Like, I'm like, you know. <laughs> I'm compensating for their feelings right now because they, you know, they remember me too. Some of them were like, didn't you ask your friends? And they said, they liked it. And I'm like, yes, I did. I know, but it's just, it's okay. It's I'm trying, I'm like trying to like calm them. It's okay. I just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. And the whole time, man, it just, it just turns into a scene. Oh, I couldn't wait to get out of there. So I just walked up. I was like, you know, do I need to sign anything? They were like, no. You're you're fine. And I was like, <laughs> okay, thank you. You know, I'm like, uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna look for some frames that fit my face. And they were like, we can help with that if you want, you know. And I was like, okay, thanks. You know, I'll, I'll let you know. And so I left. And then they call me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> they called me to my cell phone. The ladies are so nice there, honestly. And and one of them was like. So we looked up um, the manufacturer, you know, the frames that you bought, and those are the biggest frames that they make, unfortunately. So, you know, if you want, we can provide you with it with with more options. And I was like, well, let me ask you, did you just go to the website? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I, I can do that. You know, another thing, Joe, geeks are really good at research. <laughs> yes, we are. We are excellent at finding what our options are and like assessing them. You know what I mean? Well, and we know that there's we're, we know that there's always something behind the you know back in the back room. Like we, like oh we just God. are aware of that. Like the number of times that Matt's tried to make a, a reservation on Open Table, and he's like, they don't have the time. I'm like, just let me let me just call them. I'm, I'm sure this is just the Open Table <laughs> reservation thing, and I'm sure they've like I'm going to call them. Yes. And, Nine times out of ten, they're like, oh, yeah, we just, you know, because they have a, a limited number of reservations for open table and the rest. Yes. I mean, you call the thing. You just have to, like, you just have to know how to how to go about finding what you need. Exactly. And we are excellent. <laughs> and most people, and this is not a knock, okay, at all. This is just kind of, you know, one of the, the quirks of, of being a geek that I think, you know, other non-geeks kind of don't share for the most part. Um. Most people, I think just the convenience is worth the loss of options. Right. Right. Like, like 
what you were just talking about, you know, the reason why there's those limited options there as opposed to you calling is because most people don't care that much. <laughs> so they're right, just like, right. whatever is in front of me, I'll just choose from that and I'm okay with that. And we're not like that. <laughs> we're yeah. not built that way. We exa- you're, you're exactly right, dude. We want to know what the options in the back are. And so I told this lady, look, I really appreciate it. It's very nice of you to call. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just do my own research. I'm sure I can purchase a pair of frames and bring them in and, you know, just purchase another pair of glasses. And she's like, you can, but unfortunately, you know, she's like the way it works. Most, most insurance coverage works is you're good for one, one pair of lenses a year. So you'll have to buy the lenses out of pocket. And I'm like, well, how much is that? And they told me, and I'm like, okay, I wasn't expecting it to be cheap, you know, but that's not terrible. So, okay. You know, if that's what I got to do, that's what I got to do. And and I'll be in touch. And they were like, okay. So like just right now this morning, cause I came home yesterday, Joe, and that was just too much. I like, (laughs) put the glasses away. I said, I'll deal with that later. I went about the rest of my day. And so this morning I got up and, you know, just right out of bed, I jumped on my laptop and was like, what's out there? You know, first of all, the frames that I ended up purchasing were like 40% cheaper or or 60% cheaper than the cost of the same frames in in the optometrist's office. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what the hell? And I guess, you know, but with my insurance coverage, it doesn't matter because it covers it. But I was like, whoa, that's a huge markup. Um, And then, oh my God, I'm now in the process as we started recording this podcast, Joe, of being overwhelmed all over again, just by how many options are out there in the world for frames. Yeah. It's a lot. It's how long, how long have you been wearing glasses for? Since second grade. And I'll, oh I'll let you know, I, I started I started crying the first time I had to have glasses. So I, I get you. Um, and, then, and then to add, you know, after a while, you get to know what you like and, and what you think looks good in your face. And then styles change. And you're like, God damn it. I'd finally found something that worked for me. And now it's not, mm. you know, they don't do it any, they don't do it that way anymore. And then, then you add, then you add the significant other into the mix. (laughs) The first time I needed to renew my prescription when I was with Matt, he was like, well, do I need to send, like, I can't go with you, but, but should I send TJ with you? was a friend of ours. And I'm like, no, I'm a big boy. I can pick glasses. Yeah. But are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I've been doing this my entire life. <laughs> but what, what if you pick the wrong ones? And I'm like, no, 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 there isn't like, it'll be fine. Like, <laughs> I, I know what I like. And he says, but you don't know what I like. Oh. <laughs> but it's my face. <laughs> oh, gosh. I guess that's something I have to look forward to then in the future. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, you'll 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 find you'll find what you like and and it'll be great until you until till style changes and then you'll yeah. find, you'll you have one or two choices either you fall behind the times and you find the one you know one set of frames that actually is close to what you're used to to having or you go all right we're going to update it and then you just kind of grit your teeth until you get used to it yeah this is starting to seem to me kind of like that axiom about tattoos which is mm-hmm. everyone hates the first tattoo they get. Like no, really? everyone ends up regretting. Yes. And that's not, again, that's not always true, but 
the vast majority of experiences that I've come across is is just that, including my own. You know, I don't hate it, but I definitely would not have gotten the same thing. You know, like right, the right. first tattoo you get is usually your least favorite tattoo. You know, over years as you get more or whatever. You know, so this this is kind of starting to feel a little bit like that. Um, <laughs> I did have some sort of there was some sort of. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Not contentment, but some kind of sort of validation. Uh, when I got home, I looked at the the size of the frames that I wear for sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, I'm, you know, super picky about sunglasses. And I was right. They're they're bigger. Not not that reading glasses should fit like sunglasses. That was another thing that I just read about this morning. <laughs> but <laughs> but um they definitely fit my face better because they're larger. You know, right. and so I'm looking at the the reading glasses that I just bought. I'm like, yeah, no, they're too small. Like I knew I was right. Like I knew my gut was telling me the truth. You know, like they're just too small for my face. So, yeah, I'm gonna be um, second grade. Jeez, man. <laughs> That's a- well, and then there was the whole. Then there was the whole. I'm wearing contacts thing, mm-hmm. and after a while, I'm just like, no, my my life is already complicated enough. I do not need. I do not need contact lenses <laughs> in addition to everything else. So yeah, this has been uh, this has been Ray's uh, weekly geekery. a lot of a lot of what you talked about was recommendations. So I'm going to ask you one more weekly geekery thing, and then I'll just go over a couple of things that I've been doing. Um, I recommended money heist and you struggled with it where are you at it now oh gosh the first half of this podcast is going to be ray complaining about shit (laughs) (laughs) which is like nothing new i'm sure to our listeners that you know um i i gave it a shot i i watched the first four and a half episodes of money heist and um i didn't care for it um it wasn't terrible it wasn't like i didn't you know actively repel me or anything like that but it did it it to me it it embodied a lot of um the 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 kind of stylistic features of a lot of contemporary television shows and and that's a reason why i don't really like television gotcha nothing nothing at fault you know nothing against money heist i actually did some more reading about it um, and you know, wow, like this is a very popular show. I didn't realize that it like took the, took Europe by storm oh, and, yeah. and it was like, you know, it won the award for like the best new show. And like, even the songs on the show became like, like started to chart again in Europe and became like best, you know, uh, uh best-selling singles and stuff again, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And apparently it, it revolutionized in some ways, um, Spanish television in, in Spain, like, like, you know, a, a how, how stories are told. So that's awesome. And I can see a little bit of that as I watch the show, but there's just like with most things that we don't like, Joe, there's just, there's too many barriers to the good stuff that, mm. that I just, you know, I, I couldn't make it through. And, and it's just, like I said, it's things that I think a lot of modern television shows embody that most people just, they, they either don't mind it or they like it. And I just, I don't, you know, I, I realize that, um, I I don't like most television shows and I don't like movies that feel like those television shows. Right. And I love movies and I love television shows that feel more like movies. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So like the yeah, prestige yeah. 
television show format that's like very understated and you know um just that kind of like sopranos mad men kind of you know television storytelling is what i really like and i think because because it feels very cinematic to me but then like the you know i'm probably gonna get in trouble for some of these comparisons but like the um the transporter fast and the furious bad boys type of you know <laughs> type of, of television storytelling which is like to me like 24 like mm-hmm. uh you know like just a very like dramatic uh melodramatic score like the the music that that the score is a huge one i didn't realize i it, this this kind of brought that to my attention like oh wow yeah music the way music is handled and storytelling has a a huge effect on me and so like television because you know it's a particular storytelling format they have to use certain shortcuts or certain certain ways to kind of get the point across so that they can keep the story going right like that's right. inherent to the filmmaking medium or the storytelling medium and i think that's just something that just lands in a wrong way with me where it's just that kind of like oh they're telling me this is a dramatic moment for this character okay let's move on you know with the swelling music or the dun dun you know like oh that was a big dramatic moment (laughs) that stuff just doesn't i just i can't with that with i'm thinking of like american horror story like you know like that's like a show that i think i watched the first two seasons of because of a, a you know a past significant other were like loved that show and i'm like okay i'm always like if I'm going to make you watch Marvel movies and stuff, you know, like <laughs> I'm going to watch your thing. And so I watched two seasons of American Horror Story, hating it all the while, you know, just did not land with me whatsoever. So I just, yeah, I gave it a shot. I'm excited to try all the other options because it's pretty amazing that we have like this embarrassment of riches when it comes to like <laughs> television storytelling now, you know what I mean? And all these yes, stories absolutely. and all these international stories as well. Like I've read a couple articles, basically recent articles talking about like, Hey, international television shows are where it's at going forward. So it really is. I mean, we've been watching so much international television yeah, and we're really just enjoying it right now. We're watching. I, Oh, I have to correct something. I, last week I said that we were watching Balthazar, which is um, it's French. It's not British. Okay. So I just, I don't know why, but as I, as I left the office, Matt was like, you got something wrong on your podcast. <laughs> it's like, okay. I got a question Thank- for you. Uh, mm-hmm. cause this, this kind of tripped me up at the beginning when, in the first episode of money heist, um, what audio option are you using? Because I pressed play and it mm-hmm. started out with, um, English audio. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like the, all the, all the dialogue is re-recorded by English actors, right. Or American actors mm-hmm. or whatever. And, right. and then even the songs are, some of them are in English, which I was like, well, most, most of the songs are in English, even when you listen to it in Spanish. Okay. Got it. Right. But then I thought, oh wait, no, like I, you know, I don't mind subtitles. Like I, I want to listen to the, you know, original Spanish audio. And so I did that. And then one, the story was just moving really fast. And two, Mm -hmm. as I started to, you know, feel like I wasn't liking this experience or this show, I thought, okay, I want to stick with it for as long as possible. So switching back to the English audio, I think what made it easier for me to get through episodes three, four, and like halfway through five, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. It was just like less labor on my part. And so I was like, okay, this will, this will allow me to give this show 
more of a chance. Um, what what is your preferred watching? Uh, I would have I, I I used to say I don't like reading my television and my movies, but Matt very much has a problem with dubbing because he doesn't feel like it's authentic to the actor who's performing. And yes. I, I've got to say, I, I have to agree. And so anytime we watch international, even when we're watching with his parents, we're watching it with subtitles. And I, I have gotten just kind of used to it and actually enjoy it a lot more because I, I think it's a little bit more authentic to the actor's performance. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. And I feel like, um, because I'm such a visual person, just the 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 audio being out of sync with the mouths moving like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that throws me. You know what I mean? That drives that drives Matt nuts. I can kind of <laughs> get that for a little bit, but Matt can't. That's not a that's not an option. Yeah, yeah. So normally I would I would watch it the way you you said you do, but uh, yeah, I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna be cooking. I'm gonna be you know I'm gonna try to stick with this show. That's what happened with Mad Men, which is like my favorite show of all time. The first season, like I didn't really watch it. I was working on a on a huge freelance illustration project at the time, and I just mm-hmm. needed something to be on in the background. And I thought, oh, I'll give this show a try. And by the end of the first season, I was hooked. And then I really sat down and started watching it. But, um, you know, I just threw on the back and saying, saying, let's see if this hooks me. So I tried that with the last couple episodes of Money Heist that I watched. Cool. Well, I appreciate you giving it a try. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, you know, you know, I mean, we make recommendations. They don't always land. Yeah. Yeah. I'd still be interested in discussing the show further in the future if you wanted to do that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, so I actually tried Dark. Did you try Dark? I haven't I tried it yet. Okay, so we actually watched the first episode, and, and we actually watched it again because we had watched it once before. Like five minutes in, I'm like, I've seen this before. Oh. I, think, I think we had started it like several years ago, and we were like, mm, it's a little weird, and it just wasn't fitting what we were feeling like, and we had a lot of other options. So I'm because so many people have re- uh, recommended it, I'm – gonna stick with it this time but matt's feeling a little bit like mm, not it's not necessarily his cup of tea yeah it's a little a little more horror than he he cares to to indulge in but i do want i'm, I'm curious about this whole trying to solve the puzzle aspect right. of it right so i'm i'm gonna give it a little bit of a chance so so that's the the tv stuff we've been working on yeah um then we, uh, as far as podcasts go, I have been listening. Did you catch up on newcomers? No, I have not. I, I listened to the first couple episodes that I listened to, which were like the latest episodes. But you went back and started at the at the beginning, which now, I started at the very beginning. Now I realize, yeah. Now I realize that was the way to go. So I'm I'm going to do that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you are Star Wars fans, even if you're, I mean, I am, I am the, I am a basic. Star Wars fan. I've seen the movies. I played with the toys when I was a kid. Like that's it. I haven't read any of the books. I haven't um I haven't delved into the cartoons. I haven't looked at the comic books. Like I have just watched the movies. Um now granted I've seen the the Ewok movies and I've seen um the holiday Star Wars holiday special, but for the most part, I have not done a deep dive into this stuff that I couldn't tell you what half the aliens names were. I'm like, I'm not that, I'm not that Star Wars fan. 
these women know nothing about Star Wars, and it is the most hilarious thing I have ever experienced. Like, I don't laugh out loud to podcasts. Like, you have to really do something kind of left field for me to just like Matt came into the room concerned about me <laughs> because I was laughing so hard. Like the the first thing that got to me was they were trying to like they after watching the first movie, which they hate, they hated it. <laughs> hated it. And, then, and, and, and multiple times we're sitting there going, oh my God, what have we gotten ourselves into? Because we've promised people and we've signed on for like 20 episodes. Like, what are we going to, what did we do? And so they can't, they can't remember the characters' names. Um, one of them thinks it's Hans Olo. Yes. And <laughs> she can't say C-3PO. She keeps getting it wrong. And she's like, I'm going to get it. Damn it. I'm going to get it. But the first thing that made me just lose it was she, cause, cause being a fan of these movies, you can totally see where somebody would look at it the way of course. they are looking at. It. Yes. And, and so she says, you know, the, the, and they always have a guest on who's a star Wars fan to help them kind of unpack what they've watched. And so he, he mentions something about R2D2. And she goes, now that's the robot who likes sticking his head out of the star of the spaceships. And I lost it because, well, no, he's actually driving the thing. <laughs> like he's not just a dog hanging his head out the window. <laughs> but I knew exactly what she was talking about. I knew exactly how it was working. It was just cracked me up. It just cracked me up. And it just gets better. I got through the first the first three movies I didn't listen to. They have bonus episodes where they are actually live reacting to the, Oh wow. The, the film and, and they'll say, Oh my God, I was so bored. And I tried so hard not to, to like look at my phone and the, the bonus episodes are so hard to, because we have to concentrate. Like you have to be invested. You can't like do you can't drift. And they're, they're significant. Others are like pulling them back to the movie. Oh, that's great. <laughs> So they finally got to to Return of the Jedi, and they're like, "We like this one. This one's cute. Ewoks are great." <laughs> and it just it was just so endearing. Like I I bravo to them for sticking with this and for giving it a try. They have watched the holiday special, and I cannot wait to listen to that episode. Oh, wow! Like, I cannot wait to listen to that episode because as as the person who first brought it up to them, every, every guest has brought it up to them, but <laughs> the, the, the first person who brings it up goes, you know, you watch it and it's bad and it's not so good that it's bad. It's just bad. But because it's so bad, it's still like, you just kind of keep watching it because you're like, how could something this bad actually exist? <laughs> oh, it made me so happy. Like I highly recommend newcomers. It is just the most delightful show. You were, it's the most delightful podcast. You were howling with laughter in my in my messenger app that day. Oh my god. <laughs> I just it I couldn't I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop smiling. It was like three hours worth of just bliss thing- I, if you if you are a star wars fan even if you're not a star wars fan but you won't enjoy it as much as if you're a hard if you're a star wars fan uh, just just listen to a couple of episodes because you can't get mad at them because they're trying so hard <laughs> they know nothing and the people who are, are are guests are being so patient 
<laughs> so patient and they're trying so hard and they're not judging them. They're not, they're just like, oh, okay, no, that this is what happened. And, uh, oh, it just, it, it's just wonderful. Highly, <laughs> highly, highly recommend. The thing that's great too, the examples that you pointed out to me about the things in the first episode that they got wrong or that, you know, the, 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 the assumptions that they made that were incorrect. It, it makes sense for someone who doesn't know Star Wars and hasn't been steeped in this property for their entire lives, right? Like, I mean, right. I mean, not to say that Han isn't a common name throughout the world. It is, but depending on your experience, Hans is is more immediate. Is uh, you know more immediately understood as the the first name. Hans. Right, right. It's a real name. So of course, you would think Hans is his name, and then whatever's left is his last name, right? You, right. You would, Especially because you're you're starting off with names like Luke and Ben, so right. why wouldn't it be Hans? Right. Um, well, and and what it made me think about is because a lot of times, you know, they would say, "Well, but how do you know?" Like somebody would correct them, and they're like, "But how do you know that?" And a lot of times. The, the guest who had watched it since they were young, like we did, couldn't tell you. Yeah, no, and I couldn't right. tell you. I couldn't tell you how I knew, like, that that bounty hunter's name was Bosch. You know, I like, I how, where did it come from? Like, I'm guessing it came from toys, but yeah, but it, it makes you, it's a great thing to kind of make you question your, your geek origins because it's like, where did this come from? Like, how did this get into my brain when I'm not somebody who did deep dives? I wasn't like Star Trek for me where I was, you know, buying all the extra books and buying all the blueprint graphic novels and all the, you know, the different things that you could pick up and, and kind of immerse yourself in. I didn't, I just watched the movies over and over and over again there. Yeah. They're like geek culture anthropologists. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> That's great. Oh, it's just it's just delightful. It is great. Yeah, it sounds brilliant. <laughs> so, so I've done that. Um, there's been a lot of second screen stuff because I've been playing a ridiculous amount of WoW and I've just been having the best time doing it. Um, but what's second screen? Oh, it's when you've got, you're playing the game. Like I've got multiple screens. I've currently got three monitors. I've got my laptop, which is my computer right now. Cause my other computer doesn't work. And then I've got two additional monitors hooked up to it. So oh. when I'm playing the game on the main screen, I can watch something on my second screen. Oh, okay. Wait. Okay. <laughs> okay. How do you, how do you, I'm thinking like, <laughs> I never, I caught myself right now. Cause I was like, how the fuck do you play a video game and watch something at the same time? And I'm thinking of like Street Fighter, like <laughs> the, right, the right, games no, that no. I played, you know. <laughs> no, and and I've played I've played WoW so much that I could I could basically close my eyes and play the game. Like it's it's not you know, and I've got apps that take all the thinking out because that's part of the the draw is that it's just I can kind of just zone and enjoy other things while I'm doing it. <laughs> it's not like the the Ninja Turtles like side scrolling ar uh, arcade game no. where there are like bands of like people trying to kill you like all the time. right. Okay. Right. I mean, and there's times where I'll like pause my second screen because I'm like, okay, this, this is going to take my concentration or there's like lore stuff coming up that I want to enjoy, you know, but yeah. So I've always got something on my, on, on, you know, that I'm watching or listening to while I'm, I'm playing. Got it. And did you know that, did you see anything on this Gambit fan film that came out this week? 
No, I did not. What? Okay, so there was I I almost sent it to you and said, "Hey, here's a thing." And people are like all excited about it. Ray, it's bad, and I don't know why people are excited about it. So I'm going to have to put it I'll put the links in the show notes and see what you know, maybe we could talk about it next week. But That's it great. it like I'm watching it and it's not that the, I mean the story's okay. But I'm pretty sure that the guy who is playing Gambit is the one who directed it. Nick, and he's a terrible Gambit. Nick Bateman? Gambit yeah, played for I, keeps? Okay. I, yeah. just, I just found it. It's 20 minutes. That's impressive. It's a 20-minute movie. Um, it's got Gambit, Rogue, and Magic. And Magic was just annoying me because they had a really cool teleportation effect for her because, you know, they were trying to kind of make the discs thing happen. Mm. But it's like... When a kid learns how to do After Effects on, um, on uh, an editor, and and they start adding lightsaber things to everything, like like she just would like every other line she was teleporting to another place in the room, and it's like I don't know if you're trying to make this mysterious or cool, but it's really distracting. Like yeah. she's not. What are you doing? You get the feeling that it's what he would do if he had that power, which would be really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And and he's coming in and out of the accent and oh. Rogue is you know that Rogue should should be in touch with her sexuality and being a very sexual person. But she just wasn't coming off as like cool sexual. She was just coming off as overtly sexual oh. and it was like this is not doing it for me like this is not these characters are being misportrayed um and then it's like if you're gonna do a fan film put some actual bad guys in it like he's playing a poker game with maybe maybe they're like third and fourth tier characters from the comic that i'm somehow not aware of but (laughs) i'm like these are normal gangster people like of course gambit's gonna wipe the floor with them this is like this would take up two frames in a comic book like this is not this is not deep or or impressive i the the fact that he did a movie and it's 20 minutes long and it's got full like i was not distracted by the quality of the special effects very impressive my hat's off to them story and acting wise and then magic jumping all over the place in these little puffs of smoke just not not my thing yeah, I'm still gonna check it out. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. But I, I, I couldn't. In, I figured I was gonna talk about it today, and I couldn't, in good conscience, say, "Hey, look at this." Yeah. Because yeah, I feel like when I hey look at this, it's either really really good or really really terrible. Exactly. And yeah, and this was just kind of there. We take our recommendations seriously. Thank you for bringing that full circle. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a big deal for us. <laughs> it is. It is right because you realize that if you had said, "Hey." Ray, this thing exists. Check it out. That's 20 minutes that I'm going to spend doing that. And you're like, oh, you know, he's not going to like it. Let's talk about it first. So he knows, you know, going in so he can make an informed decision with his time. Right. Like, right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And you'll have to, I mean, for all I know, you're going to send me a message and say, I disagree with you. I think it's actually pretty cool. I don't think you will, (laughs) but you know, I could be completely wrong. I could be completely yeah you know we're just geeks are just critical because we care (laughs) it is true it is very true and i i do have to say for years i mean even when we did the the 
podcast on how we would make the Gambit movie with Kelly, you know, we all brought up the fact that you can't do the head buttresses because it it it's just a ridiculous look. <laughs> I gotta say, it was distracting that he didn't have like he had too much face. <laughs> Like he didn't because he didn't put the 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 head buttresses on, yeah. Like that weird side hood thing, yeah. And I'm like, he he needs he needs more on his face. There's too much face there. Like I don't understand. Like, yeah. What am I seeing? This is not Gambit. It's funny because, but my thought when I I know exactly what you're talking about, and my thought is always, I'm sure, like a lot of geeks out there, you know, there's got to be a way to make it work, and and yet I feel like that's kind of a naive. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, thought to have because uh, I'm sure there are these huge productions with you know these amazingly talented designers, work production designers that have go through every option imaginable, you know, to try to make it look right and make it work. And uh, if they're saying it's it's hard, it's probably really hard to make it look right. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like I feel like he just needs like a Rambo headband, and it would be fine. Like right. it doesn't need to be the full buttress, but there is definitely too much face on on this actor. Right, and it's not like he's a bad looking actor or anything. Like he, he could he's he's close to Gambit looking, not not dead on, but he's okay. He's just too much face. You know, one of the things that we could we could do as a feature. Uh, on this podcast, since we're we're already in the era of reboots of superheroes, where we have you know three versions of Spider-Man, untold versions of Batman, so on and so forth, and and someday we're gonna get you know more versions of X-Men um, mm-hmm. to sort of go over what we liked or disliked about the designs, about you know yeah. what's your favorite Spider-Man and why, or or you know what are some things that you hope you know get carried into the next iteration of Batman, you know what I mean? Right, uh, especially with the with the, um, what are they calling him? The what is the 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 Robert Pattinson uh, Battinson? <laughs> especially with Battinson, you know, coming soon. Um, one of my favorite stories that came out of all the Marvel movies is when they offered the. I'm going to get her. I'm not. I'm not naming well today, but um, who is it? Olsen, um, Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, Elizabeth Olsen. When the, she, she was being interviewed and they, they were talking about her being given the role of Scarlet Witch and the, whoever told her about the role, I don't know if it was Feige or who was sitting down with her, but he says, so I know it's just natural that you're going to look up the character when we leave the meeting here today. <laughs> just want you to know that none of those costumes <laughs> are going to be yours. <laughs> so just when you see these things, we're not putting you in any pink. It's not going to like the head thing is not going to be there. Just it's it just it ignore the costume. Yeah. So she's like, okay. And so she was retelling that story and everybody was right, like the interviewer was laughing and she's like, and I looked at it and I'm like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. Because wow. <laughs> and one of the cool things, uh, kind of cheeky, Asides that I, some may have noticed in the trailer for the upcoming television show that her and Vision are going to be on. What's it called again? Vision something. WandaVision. WandaVision. Um, there's actually a shot of her in like a like a Halloween costume version of S- the Scarlet Witch costume from the comics. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I think it's great. Like they leaned into. <laughs> I am so excited about that. First of all, she's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. So for her to get a full, you know 
series. Like that makes me so happy. Yeah. But it looks like they're going in all sorts of weird directions with it. And I, I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, cool. <laughs> All right, well, that was an hour of weekly degree. <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> okay, so next week. <laughs> well, well, we're not, yeah, but pretty much because we got one more thing we got to go through, Ray, because we, we invoked the name of Gambit, which means we have to see where the movie process is. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> And so I found this article from four months ago from uh, we got this covered.com that basically said, I'm going to read it because it's just faster that way. Remember back in 2017 when Channing Tatum came on stage at Comic-Con to officially announce he was playing Gambit? He was taking photos with Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds and X-Men fans felt like they were finally getting a standalone movie for one of their favorite characters. That seemed like a long lifetime ago, doesn't it? Of course, Tatum eventually exited the project after Fox couldn't lock down a director and then Disney bought Fox, throwing the potential franchise into further limbo. Now, however, it appears as if things are back on track, according to sources close to... Uh, we got this covered. The same ones who told us a She-Hulk series was coming to Disney Plus and a Green Lantern show is in the works for HBO Max, both of which turned out to be correct. Marvel apparently likes the current script and wants to make the movie as soon Whoa. as possible. They'll recast the main role oh. and are apparently looking to bring back one of the many directors who was originally attached. What? Oh, and it's, it's Gore, Gore Verbinski is the director that they're looking at. Oh, I hope not. Um, wait, wait, send me that, that article. <laughs> I will. What? I will. That was huge. Like, I, I looked this up like five minutes before because I like the, the Gambit fanfic was the, was a last minute ad and, um, yeah. Talk about burying the lead. <laughs> the last couple of lines of that article. What the hell? First of all, Marvel's excited about the script and sec, which that's a huge, like, that's a huge plus. And then second, they're recasting Gambit after all this. Channing Tatum is not going to play Gambit. Yeah, it's it's kind of nuts. It's kind of nuts. Whoa. That's okay. That's um good. See, God, this is so fucked up. All of this is so messed up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, it's shades of... of Sony moving forward with the Venom movie, even though. <laughs> right, right. You know? Like, wait a minute. It's too late. Sorry. Like, <laughs> like the, you missed the window for a Gambit movie because the X-Men are now in, in God, I don't know, hibernation? What, like, that property is, is sort of on the back burner now, right? Yeah, it's like, I, I still don't think this is going to happen. It, I really don't. Can you imagine, Joe? Can you imagine if if they make the Gambit movie and it makes some money, and now because of that, Gambit has to be a main character in all the upcoming X Men property movies? The way Wolverine was shoehorned, the way Wolverine and, and Mystique <laughs> were like shoehorned into be like the oh. main characters of every <laughs> movie. I gotta say, like <laughs> Mystique is a very strong character. 
I don't think she needed to be in half the X-Men movies she was in and forget about Je- Jennifer Lawrence in, in the last, the, last, the Phoenix episode, the Yo, Phoenix movie. Yes. She did not want to be in that movie and she could not have that character die off fast <laughs> enough. Right. But they didn't realize right when she got cast in X-Men first class as, as mystique, she had only done winter bone up to that point. And so in the process of making that movie, her star took off. And so that's how Mystique, again, you know, choices, story choices being made on the level of, based on the level of celebrity, as opposed to the actual stories and the characters, Uh, which is why I wouldn't be surprised at all if they made a Gambit movie and suddenly we have a new X-Men property where Gambit's the first mutant that Professor X discovers or whatever, right? Uh, (laughs) Like, are you like, is that really that far fetched at this point? No, it's not. No, no, not. Well, except for the fact that this is, this is the same people that are now doing the Marvel franchise, the full Marvel franchise and all the Avengers stuff. And, and they, they take that seriously. So I, that's part of the reason why I doubt that this is a thing. That's true. I, I don't know whose source it is that they're reporting on it. I, I literally just looked it up because we were mentioning a Gambit movie and it's kind of tradition where if we mention Gambit on this show, we have to, look up and see where the Gambit movie is. And in the last couple of times it's been, it's been canceled and and, and that's it. Yeah. But uh, I, I figured I'd give it a, another little go. And this is the <laughs> article that I found. I mean, it's, it's hilarious and sad at this point that like Gambit unproduced film is its own Wikipedia page. Like, <laughs> see, did you, I noticed that I was going through, I was like, Oh, it's, it's a movie that doesn't exist has its own Wikipedia page. That's not a good sign. No. <laughs> it's not. Um, wow. Yeah. This, and I'm seeing here too, that the, the planned villain for, for Channing's Gambit movie was going to be Mr. Sinister. Yeah. And that supposedly after, um, Oh, which one was it? Apocalypse at the end of the, the, the teaser at the end of Apocalypse yes. was supposed to, to lead up to that. And uh, it did not. Yeah, I remember that. That's right. You know, that just someday, Joe, someday. X-Men are going to be in the MCU and, and we're going to we're going to get the proper, you know, what, what was it called? The Mutant Massacre? Was that what Gambit's story? Yeah. Was, right. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to start like I. I. I honestly think that they're going to need to do now, now that Wolverine's kind of been pulled out of the main group, although maybe he's been back. I haven't read an X-Men comic in forever, but I do know that he was, you know, it was old man Logan for a really long time and not Wolverine. And they, they focused on um, the female Wolverine. Oh yeah, is it X twenty three? X twenty three. I couldn't remember the number. I am hoping that they do a movie with the original five X Men, and they start there. Right, just start it slow. Yes, go for go for the long haul, and make each movie correspond with a major X Men event that can add more characters. And if you know. We've now done a Avengers big final, oh my God, thousands of characters. 
I want to see that for an X-Men set of movies. I want to see every friggin' mutant we can possibly think of, but only if they've been introduced over a series of movies like the Avengers were. Now, a couple, couple of things. One, in all fairness, uh, the MCU that we love so much is, is guilty a little bit of what we're talking about. Wolverine and mystique being to the, to Fox's X-Men franchise. Um, Iron Man did come to be, you know, a, a way more, not that he isn't already significant in, in Marvel's, you know, comic books, but, um, you know, he he became a really significant character throughout this whole thing to the point that he's like Spider-Man's mentor, which is like not at all the case in the comics at all. So, but right, right. but Marvel did recognize very early on, you know, when Iron Man did become a hit, that they needed to go back and set some of the proper foundation in in regards to Captain America's, you know, first movie, um, and even the, even the Thor movie, you know, to to mm-hmm. say okay. Yes, Iron Man is is important, but you know, classically in the comics, he was part of this triad of of you know of heroes that that formed the Avengers. So we need to make sure we're going to do that if we're going to do the Avengers. It wasn't Iron Man, you know, flying around the world discovering the Avengers, you know, like like, like Batman did in a in in Justice League, you know, um, right. So so yes, they're guilty of that as well, but they they still you know made um choices that that to sort of correct that as they were building their story and then two when you look at x-men i know we've said this before but man there are so many stories to be told so many and all you got to do in order to to set up all those stories is to just start with the correct foundation which is what you just talked about um right you know the x-men first class was supposed to be that um, although they wanted to pick mutants that we hadn't seen and and powers that we hadn't seen yet. Um, but, you know, setting up Banshee and setting up Moira McTaggart and all that, that was meant to set up the first X-Men team. Right. Um, and that's what they were kind of on their way to doing. But then once it's funny how it's like when it doesn't matter, because after X-Men three, that was kind of like, you know. Uh, that property's languishing, you know, who knows what. And then they decided to make Essen first class and they were like, yeah, they didn't have high hopes. And then once that took off, then the, the wrong people got interested and invested again <laughs> and said, okay, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, let, let us play with this toy again so we can ruin it after you just fixed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things to point out on this conversation. And then I think we, we should wrap it up because I'm trying to keep our episodes to, to closer to a, an hour than the two that we tend to, <laughs> <laughs> we tend to expand to if allowed. We're terrible. But um, one, in fairness, Iron Man was, did kind of become a Spider-Man mentor in Civil War in the comics before any of these movies were around. That's true. So, so they weren't completely just going and assigning that to him. Like there was comic book. Um, there's a word there. Not yeah. Uh, reference fodder. Um, I, I yeah yeah. My it, it had been established in Canada. Yeah. So so that that's the first thing I do want to point out, and then the last thing I want to point out is. I, I, a friend of mine sent me a text and pointed out that Kenneth Branagh, after my rant last week, Kenneth Branagh did direct Thor one. <laughs> and, and so I do have to go back and say that he need I, I, I'm not going to say that he should stick to, I'm not going to pull back on my feeling that he should stick to Shakespeare 
that he's not starring in. But um, in in fairness, he did direct Thor, and it was not terrible. Uh, yeah, it was not terrible, but there was clearly a level of discomfort with the more fantastical elements of that story and that character. It's true, but it was it was an okay it was an okay movie. Yeah, uh, just for f- I, I can't I can't completely I can't completely say that he should stay out of these films. He, he did do a decent. <laughs> Apologies to Kenneth Brano. Um, yeah. Just for fun, you should uh, Google the the movies that Gore Verbinski has made. <laughs> oh no, that bad. I mean, look, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, in all fairness to Rango, which is was kind of fun and quirky. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Uh, yeah, I had seen that. The Lone Ranger. <laughs> That's a bad one. The Mexican was also not a very good Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts vehicle. The Weatherman was also not a, the best Nicolas Cage vehicle. The Time Machine, which I actually just rewatched <laughs> for some god awful reason. Um, yeah, there's not there's not a lot of good mouse hunt well you can cool you can see what they're going with yes exactly which is why when you said gore verbinski i said oh no yeah you can see exactly what they're going with mm-hmm. yeah so that's interesting um <laughs> this is not gonna happen this is this guy you're right this guy movie's not gonna happen. It's, it's not gonna happen it's not going to happen, but uh, there's an article. So we shared it because that's what we do when Gambit comes out. We it's, 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 it's the exact opposite of what my feelings are towards new mutants. Like with new mutants, I'm like, no, no, just let it die. Just stop bringing it out. Like, don't let it happen, please. But with Gambit, it's the exact opposite. It's yes, please give us more bad news, please. Cause it's just too funny at this point. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous at this point. Yeah, there and all and uh, apologies to all those hardcore Gambit fans from the '90s that were turned on to <laughs> to comics by the by the the X Men animated you know Saturday morning animated series. There's a lot of Gambit stands out there. A lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna call it because it's <laughs> it's over an hour. Yeah, and, we- and hey, you got a, you got a weekly geekery episode from us. We don't always do those. No but kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get to the features that's great um any any shout outs this week oh gosh i don't is this mean if i shout out to the nice ladies at the optometrist office no i think that's i it sounds like they were very patient with you right? they were very patient with me and they were doing their jobs and they were doing it so well and they weren't prepared for the level of geekery that was, <laughs> that was coming into their <laughs> office and i apologize to them but they're so sweet um yeah just shout out to to and you know if 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 you have to deal, you know, with people like me in your in your in your work, I just shout out to you as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geek2Tude is a proud member of the Geek2Geek network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows and make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash Geek2GeekCast or join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us on a 
on, oh my goodness, you can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcasters out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Where can we find you, Ray? Uh, you can find me on the internet where I was just very confused because I searched Gambit movie and Gambit movie Michael Caine came up. And I was like, what? Is what? <laughs> what? Apparently there is a 1967 Michael Caine movie called Gambit. That it- oh, okay. <laughs> I was shocked right now when you were reading that. I was like, what is this? This hole just keeps going deeper and deeper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. We're going to have to edit this heavily. <laughs> um, I, you can find me on various social media platforms at Ray Vargas three. That's Ray Vargas, the number three, which is also my website. So if you want to check out my art, you can go to Ray Vargas three.com. Awesome. Well, this is fun. Like we don't just get to do like a hangout episode all that often. Usually we're like analyzing and getting <laughs> deep divey. And yeah. this is, this is fun. Yeah. This is fun. And, and I, I wish you the best on your glasses journey. Oh, thank you. You will hear updates for sure on this odyssey. <laughs> all right, folks, for the rest of you out there, have a very safe 4th of July. Although I guess this is coming out after 4th of July, but nonetheless, have a very safe 4th of July and uh, remember this week, keep it geek. <laughs> <laughs>